0: <laughs> we said we weren't going to laugh as
1: much. I'm crying.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Literary Anything, our Marion Libraries podcast where we talk about anything literary and literary anything. I'm Paula. And I'm Jasmine. Welcome back, Jess. Thanks for having me back. We had so much fun last time, we had to do it again. Yes.
1: We won't laugh as much.
0: Yeah, <laughs> maybe <laughs> can't guarantee. <laughs> and since we did a TikTok book last time, we thought we would do another TikTok book. Yes, I have been wanting to read a Colleen Hoover book since I learned about Book Talk
1: because she's all over Book Talk. She's the queen of Book Talk. Mm. Her book it ends with us is literally everywhere, and I wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Yes, so, so tell us what we read this month. That we read Reminders of Him, Colleen Hoover's latest book. (laughs) I will read the blurb. Okay. Here you go. A young mother fights to earn a place in her child's life, but is there room for her? After serving five years in prison for a tragic mistake, Kenna Rowan returns to the town where it all went wrong, hoping to reunite with her four-year-old daughter. But the bridges Kenna burned are proving impossible to rebuild. Everyone in her daughter's life is determined to shut Kenna out, no matter how hard she works to prove herself. The only person who hasn't closed the door on her completely is Ledger Ward, a local bar owner and one of the few remaining links to Kenna's daughter. But if anyone were to discover how Ledger is slowly becoming an important part of Kenna's life, both would risk losing the trust of everyone important to them. The two form a connection despite the pressure surrounding them, but as their romance grows, so does the risk. Kenna must find a way to absolve the mistakes of her past in order to build a future out of hope and healing. Now, do you want to tell us a bit about Colleen Hoover? Yes. So, Colleen Hoover, she's been around for a while. She's a 42-year-old mum from Texas, and so she's not a new author. She's published her first book in 2012, and since then has published 22 novels and novellas. Most of her novels fall into the young adult romance genre. She's always had a large fan base, but it's been since TikTok that that's really like exploded. Yeah. Her fans nickname her Koho? Yes, I saw that. <laughs> I don't know if I like that nickname. Yeah. I
0: don't know it sounds like Soho or Boho. Soho,
1: Boho. <laughs> oh yeah. Coho. And she's been dubbed as I said before the queen of BookTok with over a million followers on her account and under the hashtag Colin Hoover there's like hundreds and hundreds of videos of people either reviewing or recommending her books.
0: Yeah it's pretty cool. I liked it how at the end of this book did you read the acknowledgements? Do you ever read the acknowledgements? No. <laughs> I always read the acknowledgements. Yeah. I love the acknowledgements but she acknowledges the TikTok community because at see at the very end it goes also TikTok what the heck? What in the heck? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Yeah
1: definitely in the last year or so she's definitely become more popular. Taken off. Yeah and all of her books are on the bestseller lists. Her most popular book It Ends With Us which was released I think in 2016 mm. has been on the New York bestseller list for 58 weeks this year which uh, is just insane. I just
0: have to imagine what it must be like for Colleen Hoover as a 42 year old mum that used yeah. like you said to suddenly be seeing your sales going up and up and up Would she have even been on TikTok at the time no, like probably not no
1: she would have had no idea what even book talk <laughs> was, was going on and then yeah. just all of these sales it's just yeah
0: no wonder she's saying what the heck
1: <laughs> yeah I'm glad that it's her she's so humble about it as yeah well. it's very cool I think she's so popular on book because of the, her genre mm. so she writes about tragic relationships and I think her young readers really relate I love the torture yes <laughs> the torture of reading those kinds of storylines yeah so. also
0: in the acknowledgement she said one of these days she going to try and write a romantic comedy but she just
1: can't seem to do it no people love to cry people love the emotional turmoil on tiktok so that's right (laughs) they want to be emotionally destroyed on yeah yeah. that's what they want so give the people what they want for (laughs) now now. keep writing emotional turmoil books we should talk about the
0: tragedy what actually happened and the reason why kenna was in prison for
1: five years so kenna and her boyfriend at the time scott were or she was driving the car and they had an accident and at the time she thought Scott had died during the crash. But it turns out that he was actually still alive and was alive for a couple of hours afterwards, which was so tragic. Yeah, she left the but scene. she left the scene thinking because he was dead. She was so traumatised from it and in the court case we find out that it was because she was so traumatised and she blamed herself. That's why she didn't talk, but she showed no emotion and therefore was sentenced to manslaughter. And also everybody hated her. Everyone hated her. His parents and everyone from the town. And all his friends. And then we find out
0: that Ledger, who she meets for very early mm. on in the book, was actually Scotty's best friend. She yeah. had never actually met him yeah. before, but she meets him first
1: off and there's a spark immediately. Yeah. And then yep. she realizes, oh my gosh, this is Scotty's best friend. Yeah. But she gives a fake name, so Ledger doesn't find out that it's Kenna until later on. Yeah. And at first he hates her, but then once he gets to know her more, he finds out that she's a really nice person and she just is a mother who wants to meet her daughter.
0: And also she's hot. And she, which <laughs> yeah, she, She's he's, good looking. He's <laughs> very much into the fact that
1: he thinks she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> so Kenna was pregnant with Scott's child, and she found that out in prison. That's right. And so she has the baby in prison, Mm -hmm.
0: and they immediately take the baby away because she's premature, and Scott's parents are raising her baby, and so she's come back to town because she wants to at least meet or have some kind of role in her child's life, but obviously
1: she's got the cards stacked against her because everybody hates her so much. And Scott's parents don't even want to talk to her. Right. about it when they find out that she's back in town they even consider getting a restraining order and they do her. And, and they, they do. do yeah they, they serve her with a restraining order yeah.
0: I feel like there are things that I didn't like in this book mm-hmm. and then there are things that I really liked in this mm-hmm. book so I thought maybe we could talk about that yeah what definitely do you think?
1: yeah I actually really did enjoy the book and it was a fast read mm. and something that I did like was the two point of views So Uh the book is told in the point of view of both Kenna and Ledger.
0: Mm. yeah, And it goes back and forth and it's very chronological. There's no going back in time except for it's interspersed with these letters that Kenna writes to Scotty. I yep. guess she finds it as a way of dealing with what's happened. She is continually writing letters to Scotty. Yep. So the, I guess in that way, it's sort of like going back in time because mm. you find out yeah, what she was thinking and what they were doing because she yep. writes to him about it.
1: Yeah. Mm. Usually I don't like letters or emails. Oh, yeah, you said that storylines. last time. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't mind this. I think okay. the letters were necessary to really formulate an understanding of Scott and Kenneth's relationship and how much she loved him. Right. Can I talk about something I didn't yes. like? Yes, is it that? It's okay. There's a, like a bunch of things. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> okay, first of all, she names her child Diem. Yep. Which I really hated. <laughs> <laughs> and I really hated the reason why she called her Diem because yep. she says Carpe Diem. Yeah. Every, anyone who's ever watched Dead Poets Society knows Carpe yep. Diem means seize the day. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, seize the day. Seize the day. Seize your daughter.
0: No, she's not going to do that. (laughs) She says, like, when she's in her darker moments, she says sometimes she just wants to go and take her. But she knows she's not going to do that. Mm.
1: And also, I just find Diem is really not a very very endearing name. Well, so how old was Kenna when she gave birth? She was 20. Was it 21? Yeah, she was young. She's young. She doesn't know any (laughs) better. She's not thinking about (laughs) the future. She's not thinking of Diem. Poor little Diem going to school and... Getting made fun of. I don't know. Or being I an adult. Like
0: I was thinking of baby's names since I was a teenager and I thought
1: of better <laughs> names than Dio. No, they're, they're all worse names, I think. <laughs> it's unique. It's okay. <laughs> your, your point is valid, though.
0: I didn't love that her main characters were both white, gorgeous, heteronormative, and the people of colour roll side characters. Yeah. And I feel conflicted about this because I know that sometimes we tell authors that they have to write from their experience. And it seems likely that the white heteronormative experience is Colleen Hoover's experience. Mm. But I guess it's just a reminder that we need to give more chances to authors from diverse backgrounds so that we can continue hearing from other people's voices it definitely gave small town
1: american yes
0: south vibes i feel strongly about representation we talk about representation on this pod quite a bit so. yeah no yeah um, definitely i think we've read three romance novels on the podcast that I can remember. And they've pretty much all been these types of characters. Yeah, well
1: Book Lovers was definitely... Book
0: Lovers was definitely. definitely. And then
1: Sally Rooney. Oh yes. Um, Normal, Normal People, People was that.
0: definitely as well. Yeah. I mean we read Detransition Baby. I wouldn't have called that a romance though. That was more general fiction. Mm-hmm. But maybe next time we read a romance that kind of switches it up a bit I feel like. Yeah. Might be a good but idea. It, I'm just flagging it. Yeah. It's definitely valid. <laughs> also I feel like the gender dynamics were quite old fashioned. Mm. And like this beautiful girl from the wrong side of the tracks with her perfect dead boyfriend and his perfect family and then she meets this super hunky rich ex-football player best friend who kind of saves her and he was going to give her money to go away Mm. and start her life again and I just feel like women don't need saving in 2022. Yeah
1: definitely yeah. It was
0: giving me kind of
1: Fifty Shades vibes. Oh yes. (laughs) And I wasn't loving that. Kenna's background though was interesting and I think she had depth as a character. Absolutely. Kenna did but yeah Ledger not at all. Like right. when he was introduced, I was like, oh, yeah, he, he owned the bar. He had the tats. He was typical. Mm. I thought, yeah, he could be a good love interest, but he just had nothing as it progressed. He didn't develop really as a character, I found. And he just wasn't interesting. <laughs> he was just there.
0: Yeah, so. to kind of be perfect and do all the right things most of the time
1: kind of like a prince charming it was interesting it was probably i found that this story was not really about their love interest it was more about kenna's story even though ledger we got his point of view and he was the main character their love interest was there and their relationship was building but it wasn't the main part of the story it was kenna's journey to building that relationship hopefully with her daughter
0: right which ledger helps facilitate also The way they kept talking and acting like Scotty was like looking down on them Mm -hmm. and either approving or disapproving. And then she and Ledger actually have sex and after they have sex she writes a letter to scotty
1: yeah it's a bit weird
0: <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> to say oh sorry i had sex with your best friend but you were better
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i forgot that
1: she wrote that yes oh. i was like what no. and that he was okay and she read the letter to him that's right she read it to oh, him yes and then they were and then she was like shh actually i don't
0: mean it and then they were like is scotty watching us and i was just like what is happening <laughs> i think- This is the woman who left your best friend on the side of the road to scratch and crawl your way across the highway and then die. And now... (laughs) We said we weren't going to laugh as much. I'm crying. I
1: forgot. I must have blocked out that whole thing.
0: Oh, my gosh. I was like, what is happening right now?
1: No, no. Yeah. Don't, no. do not do that. So that yeah, that's that was super weird and was creepy. So, so weird and Imagine creepy. Imagine being ledger. Oh, but he was kind of, he was doing it as well. They yeah. Both equally, yeah. In that situation, no.
0: <laughs> and so, like, as we said, she's writing these letters to Scotty, over her five years in prison. And Mm. I just kind of wondered why, in all those five years where she was writing all those letters, I didn't find it believable that she never would have thought to write a letter to Grace and Patrick, Scotty's parents, to try and explain her experience. Like, the idea that she would just show up on their doorstep one day and expect that they were going to listen to what she had to say, I just found unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and the ending I didn't like. The fact that once they had read one of her letters, that everything was... right? (laughs) oh, everything's good in the world. It's all fine. Like, we'll accept Kenna back into our lives. She can see DM. She can be a mother to her. And we've forgiven everything. Okay, see,
0: it's it's interesting because I didn't mind that. But my daughter said the same thing as you. She didn't like the ending. Yeah. Whereas I found the opposite experience. I found, like, I was eye-rolling through, like, 80% of the book Mm. because I was anticipating that... See, what we're leading up to is to find out what happened on the night that the accident happened. That's kind of the crescendo of this book. Yeah. And I was anticipating that there was going to be some big misunderstanding Mm. about what happened. And then that's how it was all going to wrap up. Yeah. But in fact, there was no misunderstanding. It was as horrible as it sounds, which is that she was drunk and high and she had the crash. She shouldn't have been driving. She thought that he was dead and then she just kind of managed to get home somehow because the other thing is the, the, the police find her in her apartment Yeah that afterwards. makes no sense as well. It kind of makes no sense.
1: Yeah.
0: But I was relieved that it wasn't the whole oh it was a misunderstanding the whole time.
1: No I wanted oh. that yeah I wanted there to be a twist at the end. I think it was just all wrapped up too nicely in a perfect little bow and finished too quickly.
0: Uh, Yeah, I was reading some comments afterwards. Lots of people felt like it it finished too quickly. Yeah. Whereas the twist for me was that it wasn't a misunderstanding, that it was exactly how it sounded. I definitely think
1: that Kenna's love for Scotty doesn't diminish. And I think Ledger will always be like that second person. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you think? I felt like she's literally obsessed with her and Scott's relationship. She's writing all these letters mm. and she didn't really have that much of a connection with Ledger.
0: And I guess it's like their relationship is perfectly preserved, other than the mm. tragic way that it ended. Yeah. In this time in your life when you're just young and you have few responsibilities and it can all just be fun and sex and, yeah. you know, exciting. Yeah. And then, then there's never anything hard or difficult.
1: Yeah. So it can be the perfect relationship. Yeah, in Scott's in always head. gonna be on a pedestal.
0: So. That's right. And with Ledger, she's going to have to deal with, because she ends up having another baby with yeah. him and names it Scott at the end. Yeah. So they will have all the troubles of, you know, finances and children and all of that. Meanwhile, yeah. Scott will just always be this perfect little angel in the sky. This pigeon. <laughs> pigeon, oh yeah. <laughs> that appears. I, I liked all those little things that came up again at the end that yeah. kind of wrapped it up. Yeah, that, This is where it turned for me to I I wasn't liking it to I was liking it.
1: Yeah, I did like how it, it did end. I was happy that Ledger's relationship with DM, he was in her life for, well, she, he lives across the street from... Grace and Patrick. Grace and Patrick, so Scott's <laughs> parents, and has been in DM's life as a father figure for the five years that she's been alive. And I think that... It feels nice that they're going to be this family. Yeah. Everyone's happy and that Grace and Patrick will be in the life and Kenna will be like a mother figure still.
0: Mm. Oh, and I loved the bit about the ring. Shall we talk about the ring?
1: Yes. So,
0: it yes. Early <laughs> in, so when Kenna and Scotty were together and they were at an antique shop mm-hmm. and he says, oh, you know, you pick something and she picks this ring and it turns out that it's like $4,000. Yeah. So he was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, obviously I'm not buying you that. Yeah, and that was like fairly early on. Yeah. So in the end, when she reunites with Scott's parents, mm. Scott's mom pulls out the ring and yep. said, "Scott asked us to buy this for you because he was going to
1: propose, I guess, yeah. right with yep. it." Yeah. Which was really lovely. Yeah, that was really sweet. Mm. I think that really solidified Grace's acceptance of Kenna and yep. forgiveness of her as well.
0: I guess we should talk about though how the that forgiveness was facilitated because that's actually one of the other things I didn't like was that Ledger completely invaded Kenna's privacy and secretly... Gets the letter that she wrote to Scotty explaining how she felt that yeah. night and without asking her, gives it to Scott's parents to read, and that's how they forgive her. Mm-hmm. But also, she n- it's never acknowledged the fact that he just completely went behind her back
1: to do that. Yeah, so Ledger was asking Kenna to read this letter out to him, that's right, and she did. And that probably, yeah, really cemented his love for her, and he forgave her. And then, um Grace and Patrick found out that they were in a relationship, so this has been a secret That's right. <clears throat> from them. Patrick hits Ledger because yes, he's yes. so angry at he's her. He's so angry at him. Mm. And they say you need to choose between right. Kenna and or DM. And Ledger chooses DM or he comes over to their house and then he says, You need to read this letter. Mm-hmm. And he had taken the letter from Kenna. And after that, Grace and Ledger show up at Kenner's apartment. And that's when grace forgives Kenna and all is well. Did you cry in this book? I was close. I don't usually cry in books. Oh, you cried in this book. I cried, no, I nearly cried (laughs) when I heard Kenna's retale of the event. Oh, right. And how tragic it was. Mm. And just the fact that um, Scott was still alive. And the fact that he was alive for hours afterwards and crawled from the wreckage. (laughs) And the fact that it was just... So unfortunate that Kenna thought that he was passed because he could have still been alive. Yeah, she
0: could have saved him. He could have saved
1: him. And her finding that out would have just been devastating. Yeah. So that was really emotional. (laughs) So tragic. And also I could understand both viewpoints, the viewpoint of Grace and Patrick. They thought that she had killed his son and just left him to die. Yeah. So, yeah, that's totally understandable that they don't want to see her or, like, for her to be in their lives. Mm -hmm. But also Kenna is a mum who gave birth to a daughter and who she hasn't seen for five years mm. and she is still in love with Scotty and it's her and Scott's daughter as well so I was just like you can't keep her, her yeah. from her daughters so I was just like it was hard to know whose side to be on or who, or who the villain was as I was reading the book and I think that's why the two viewpoints were good like both Ledger and Kenner's Like you,
0: I could see all the viewpoints and also I feel like I've been the girl who stayed at her boyfriend's house and hoped that his parents Mm. liked me. And I've been the mother who thinks my son is the best thing ever and the most precious thing. And if anyone ever did what Kenna Mm. did to him, I would want to hate her until Mm. my dying breath. Mm. But then I've also been the mother staring at her daughter, thinking about how amazing and gorgeous and just everything she does is so wonderful and marveling at her and then luckily I've never been the woman who's made this massive life-changing mistake but there but for the grace of God go I like everyone's made mistakes yeah and it's just luck that it hasn't happened that's right yeah and so I really loved the themes of redemption and
1: forgiveness
0: another little thing I liked at the end was they put Kenna's playlist
1: yes they played on the radio I feel like some of them Would make me feel something.
0: Yeah, I thought that too. And So this playlist is, because of what happened, Kenna decides that she can't listen to any music because Mm. every song makes her feel something and it's too painful. So then Ledger creates her a playlist of songs that are just about whatever that aren't particularly about feelings. Yeah. And at the end of the book, they have this playlist.
1: (laughs) And some of the songs make sense, like Happy by Pharrell Williams. Right. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's kind of mindless. Yeah. Mindless, nice, yeah. upbeat song. Mm. Raise Your Glass by Pink,
0: I don't I don't know, guess. I feel like I feel some things about that, but...
1: Under by Imagine Dragons.
0: <laughs> 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 I loved... That they included the King of Bedside Manor by Bare Naked Ladies. I feel that's so like kind of a niche song.
1: I don't know the song. Yeah,
0: see, I'm not surprised, but I'm Bare Naked Ladies are Canadian. I'm a massive fan, so can you sing it?
1: No. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to remember
1: it. But I couldn't. <laughs> Party in the USA. Party in the yeah banger good. banger <laughs> absolutely.
0: Banger <song. laughs> so. Out of five, how many okay. stars?
1: I enjoyed it. 3.5.
0: Oh, wow. I even gave it four. Oh, you even gave after it more. All, after all the things I hated about it, the ending made me cry and I loved it. So Okay, so you actually cried at it, the ending. Yeah. I
1: would read another Colleen Hoover book.
0: Well, Sarah suggested Verity. That's her favorite Colleen Hoover book. Has she Hoover read book. all of them? Maybe not all of them, but
1: yeah, quite a few of them. Okay. So I want to try It Ends With Us just because it's so popular. But that's a series one, isn't it? So I don't know because it starts with us as well.
0: Yes, have you read anything else this month
1: hey, Yes, I've read a few things. Ooh. So I've read "I Want to Die But I Want to Eat." Is it Tabaki, the Korean spicy? Oh, cake right,
0: right, right. Dish. This is a non-fiction. <laughs> yes, oh. non-fiction
1: book. I feel like you would have seen the cover. Oh, really? Maybe Wait, I don't understand. What's it called again? I want to die, but I want to eat Tabaki. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it no? doesn't sound for okay. me at all. I want to know more. So I picked up this book not knowing anything about it. So I didn't know it was a non-fiction mental health book. Oh. I just liked the cover. I thought it was oh. going to be about food. It wasn't about food. Oh. <laughs> so I, w- <laughs> I went into it completely blind. Right. So this book is translated from Korean about a woman diagnosed with persistent depressive disorder. Oh. And pretty much it's a series of conversations between her and her therapist. And so it's kind of part memoir, part self-help book and it was a really true and intimate recount of her experience and I could definitely relate to some of the issues around mental health and I thought (coughs) there are important conversations being had but I just found the book to be a little bit repetitive and boring in the end just because it was those just those conversations and they weren't really developed on. It's a really short book so it was a really quick read But yeah, at the end there, it was just getting a little bit tedious.
0: And you didn't get to learn how to make toboki?
1: There was no mention of it <laughs> Oh <wow. laughs> at all in the book.
0: I feel like I would have wanted that. Yes. Because yes. of TikTok, I have an interest in eating toboki and I've tried to make it myself and it didn't come out very well.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm not on that part of TikTok. What do you mean? I don't see those videos. Oh, you don't see food videos on I see TikTok? food videos. <laughs> but not Korean food? Not Korean food oh, videos. Oh, wow. That's surprising. Yeah. Mm. I need to be on that side of TikTok, yes. I think. Get onto it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd give that maybe two mm. out of five stars. Okay. But it has a nice cover. Right. So <laughs> maybe 2.5. <laughs> <laughs> Point 0.5 for the cover. Yeah, Point 0.5 for the cover. I'm also nearly finished the Court of Thorn Oh. which I've been ready for like the whole year. <laughs> is and it as good as? Because that's another TikTok book. That is, yeah, that's all over TikTok. I enjoyed it. I'm not really a fantasy mm. young adult fantasy reader, mm. and it's really gotten me into that genre. Excellent. But as the books have progressed, they've gotten spicier, ah. and there's too much, <laughs> too, oh, much too much, smart. too much smart. Oh wow! Like I don't mind a little bit of spice and smart okay. in a book, but. The last book, which I'm halfway through, A Court of Silver Flames, It's I'm listening to it, it's 26 hours. So wow. they're thick, right. they're thick books and about 70% of it is sex.
0: I would say that's probably why they're so popular on TikTok because if they're not wanting to be emotionally destroyed, they want the sex. Yeah, it's one or the other.
1: Yeah. (laughs) There's no in between. And it's really kind of awkward to listen to (laughs) when I'm getting ready in the morning. That's hilarious. And Tony's just like walking past (laughs) and it's like a full on sex scene. And I'm like, that's fine. He's not listening. It's (laughs) all (laughs) good. What about you? What have you read? I'm still
0: slightly wading through my book slump because I've only read one other book. Mm. It's Vladimir by Julia Mae Jonas, Mm. which is the one that Andrea mentioned last month, so I won't go on too much about it. It's about a female professor at an American college who becomes obsessed with her younger married colleague. It was absolutely fantastic. And I feel like it would be a really great book for a book club discussion. There's Mm. like heaps to delve into about feminism and also an unreliable narrator, like Mm. really kind of subtly. It was so well done. There was just one bit of it towards the end that I found completely unbelievable. Anyway, I'll leave that. In case anyone wants to read it but it's really worth it i would really highly recommend out of the five while i was reading it i was thinking to myself this is absolutely a five-star book yeah and then that one thing that was so unbelievable made me knock it down to 4.5 okay
1: (laughs) so still worth the read definitely absolutely
0: absolutely worth the read shall we talk about new books okay so this book came out actually last month but it's one of our trending titles and it's Fairy Tale by Stephen King. Mm, yes. I haven't read a Stephen King book in a while and this one was kind of making me want to read another one. It's over 600 pages though so that kind of like gave me pause. Yeah. But legendary storyteller Stephen King goes into the deepest well of his imagination in this spellbinding novel about a 17-year-old boy who inherits the keys to a parallel world where good and evil are at war and the stakes could not be higher.
1: So this is the book that not Colleen Hoover off the number one bestseller list, I think. <laughs>
0: is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> the other one, since we're talking about Colleen Hoover, it starts with us, is out in October. Okay, yeah. So this is, it ends with us. One of the characters is Atlas. So this is from his perspective. Mm. So Lily and her ex-husband ryle have just settled into a civil co-parenting rhythm when she suddenly bumps into her first love atlas again after nearly two years separated she is elated that for once time is on their side and she immediately says yes when atlas asks her on a date
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. okay maybe i'll read it and It ends with us and then read. It starts with us. Okay. (laughs) That's the order. sounds good. (laughs) And then the
0: other one I'm going to tell you about is The First to Die at the End by Adam Silvera. This is the prequel to They Both Die at the End, Mm -hmm. which I haven't read, but I feel like I've seen around a lot. Yeah, I haven't read it. The First to Die at the End follows two new strangers who spend a life-changing
1: day together after Death Cast first makes their fateful calls. Mm. So last night we had our Emma Carey author event and it was so good. We had so many people come and they all loved her. She's such an inspirational speaker.
0: Yes, we were so excited for it. It was just so popular.
1: It sold out in three hours once she shared it. So her book, A Girl Who Fell from the Sky, is about her tragic experience of a situation where she was in i think switzerland Mm. and she was skydiving out of a helicopter and it wasn't that the parachute wasn't opened i think it was
0: i think the person that she was diving with
1: passed out was yeah something like that Mm. and she fell and she became paralyzed Yep, and it's about her journey recovering from that and
0: learning to walk again. It's really amazing story. And if you missed out getting tickets, don't be disappointed because we recorded it and we will make it available ASAP here on the podcast. So keep an eye out for that. The girl who fell from the sky is the book. Yeah, and so yeah, get it, read it, and come listen to Emma talk about it. Or if you were there and you want to share the event with other people who didn't get to be there then you can just send them the link to the pod and yeah. they can hear it too do you want to announce our book yes. for november
1: Okay. Drum roll. Drum roll, please. So Andrea and Paula are going to be reading Our Missing Hearts by Celeste Ng, who wrote Little Fires Everywhere. Yes, which I read that book and I really liked it. And I
0: liked the series because I think it was Reese Witherspoon's production company made a mini series out of it and she starred in it. And I I think I liked that even more than the book. Yeah, yeah.
1: I watched a few episodes, but Mm. I didn't finish it. But yeah, it was really cool. All right, here's the blurb. 12-year-old Bird Gardner lives a quiet existence with his loving but broken father, a former linguist who now shelves books in a university library. Bird knows not to ask too many questions, stand out too much or stray too far. For a decade, their lives have been governed by laws, written to preserve American culture in the wake of years of economic instability and violence. To keep the peace and restore prosperity, the authorities are now allowed to relocate children of dissidents, especially those of Asian origin. And libraries have been forced to remove books seen as unpatriotic, including the work of Bird's mother, Margaret, a Chinese-American pirate who left the family when he was nine years old.
0: And I feel like this is really timely, especially in America, where mm. there's just so much talk about book, book banning. Censor-
1: yeah, book censorship. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. yep So I
1: think this will be a really great. read. I want to read it too. You should you read along. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds so interesting.
0: Yep. So get it at the library. This is gonna be a trending title. So you can go into the cultural center and grab yourself a copy and come back next month and we'll
1: listen. I'll be doing that. Yay! See ya. Bye. Bye. Do you see those TikToks of people, like, reading these types of books? Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, they come well, out
0: of the room after reading, like, how many pages yeah. of smile.
1: like, hi. <laughs> but when it's an audiobook, it's out there in the world. I could see how that would feel more <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah. I don't have headphones in. It's not loud, Oh, it's right. Fine. Oh, you don't even have no, headphones no, in. No, no,
0: <laughs> well, that puts a different slant on Tony walking by <laughs> Oh, you're Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> Does he even raise an eyebrow no no no, good no on reaction him.
1: at all good on him yeah <laughs>